If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. I'm Sarah. And today we will be having a really fun interview style episode with someone who has just finished the series for the first time as an adult. And I am very pleased to welcome Stephanie to our podcast. Welcome, Stephanie. Hi. It's so awesome to have you today. I'm really, really excited to hear your thoughts. And I did not look at anything you wrote, so all of it's going to be super brand new to me. <laughs> Same. Same. All of my reactions will be authentic. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to give a little bit of background about this episode. Um, everybody knows that I am a teacher. And I love to follow other teachers, especially on Instagram, you know, get ideas and connect and um, kind of talk about things that really only teachers understand. (laughs) So I began following a teacher named Stephanie, who is our guest today, because of another teacher that I follow. So I kind of like found her through the grapevine. And little did I know, Stephanie how much you and I actually had in common. I was like, this girl could be my twin. (laughs) (laughs) We both love teaching. We both love dogs. We both here and now Harry Potter. (laughs) So the idea popped into my head a little bit um, ago as I was watching you go through the series very quickly. Um, And I liked talking with you on the Instagram messenger about it. And I was like, this would be a really cool thing to do is to interview an adult who has finished the series, because for the majority of us, we finished the series as children or adolescents or young adults. And many of the events that are in the series hit us completely differently 
after reading it again at an older age and almost every other episode I feel like even without saying it we talk about how um like certain things are like we laughed at that when that that when we were kids but that we're reading it as the second time we're like wait a minute or second time meaning like the millionth time for us but (laughs) you know things things hit you differently and you think about um not just what's written by joe but like what it means for the wizarding world as a whole and how it affects harry in the end so that's how this episode was born and i thought that it was coming at a really good time um you know we're going through something as a world and we have listeners all over the world stephanie um And everybody's kind of going through the same thing. And I thought that this would be a really fun bonus brain break for us all, if you will. So I want this episode to be fun. I want to laugh. And I want to just get to know your thoughts on Potter. So let's get to know you a little bit. Um, Like you said, I'm a special ed teacher. I'm kind of like a teacher entrepreneur, I guess you could call it. I'm a children's book author and I'm a huge Jurassic Park nerd. Like Jurassic Park is my jam. (laughs) But I also really like Harry Potter. Um, I do have anxiety and I named my anxiety Dolores after Dolores Umbridge. And I'm married to a Hufflepuff. Awesome. Great choices. (laughs) we have an awesome video of us in orlando uh is that like a couple of years ago now where we're with we're doing the raptor experience yeah and i scream like no other (laughs) because after he told us to walk away and he was like blow her a kiss so I turned around and then they made her go right in my face. <laughs> and I like lost it. It was so good. I want to see this video. I'll send it to you. <laughs> I'll send it to you. All right. Let's um, get into your Potter profile now. All right. So I am House Gryffindor. Um, I have no idea what the other house is. So I took the quiz, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and a horned, horned serpent. Like, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> but that's who I am. Um, yeah. My wand is a Laura Wood wand with a phoenix feather core, 10 inch and supple flexibility. And my Patronus is a husky, which is perfect because I love dogs. What? That's, awesome. that's so cool. I'm, like, I'm super yeah. jealous of your, of your Patronus. Sarah, <laughs> Sarah, tell her what yours is. Mine's a vole. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I did take it again and got a bird, but I'm like, I can't, like, nothing significant enough in my life changed for my Patronus to change. So I'm like, it's a vole. So your one Patronus eats your other Patronus? <laughs> I don't know if it does, because I think I had, like, a small bird. So, like, I don't know. Maybe the small bird wanted to eat the vole. I don't know. Oh, boy. So, you know, I won't be casting that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let's hear your brief Potter story. So when 
I just finished reading these books as an adult. So I'm 32 and I just finished them. Uh, but the movies came out when I was younger, obviously. And I have a younger brother who's four years younger than me. And my mom, I remember her reading some of the books with him. And then we would go see the movies at the theater. And I remember seeing the first two. And then I went to college and life happened. And then suddenly it's like 2016. And my husband and I are at Universal Orlando for the first time. And I just fell back in love with just the whole wizarding world. And I actually hadn't seen all of the movies up until this point. So I didn't know everything that was kind of going on there. And so I ended up watching them. And then last summer, I found all of the hardback books at the Goodwill for like less than $3 a piece. And I said, I cannot let these sit here. I need to take them home. But if I take them home, I have to read them. So I read the first five and then I listened to the last two on Audible. And I just like, my mind is blown with everything. <laughs> Welcome uh, to the club. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I know many people initiated. Yes, so many people are like bananas jealous of you because you like <laughs> you like got to get everything like fresh, and it's like we're like, craving that again because it was just <laughs> it's just such a good feeling. Like reading those books was just. It was one of the the best times of my life, like growing up. It was just so awesome. So, um, welcome. You are now a Potterhead official, <laughs> <laughs> book and movie and park. <laughs> yes. yes. Do you have an interactive wand from I the do. park? Yeah. Oh, did you, you did get a right. specific like character wand, or did you get your own? I don't remember. I don't remember. I honestly, so what the first time we went to the park, we lived in Texas and then we moved to Atlanta and I have it, but it's somewhere in this house that I haven't found it yet since we moved. It's fine. fine. Um, I went to Universal for the first time and when I got my interactive wand, I had already taken the wand. So I found wood. So I have my wand wood official from them, which is pretty cool. Were you, were you able to do like magic throughout the park? Like, did you find it to be easy? Megan's really good at it and I'm not. (laughs) I'm terrible at it, but I like to try. Yeah. Yeah. We need to go together and I'll teach you. I, I like one of my favorite things to do ever is to go around and help little kids do it because they struggle so bad. So then I go and I help them. It's so cute. (laughs) Yeah. I will say for me, it was easier when I used my own wand and not like Megan's. Yeah. You know, my wand works better when I'm using it. Yeah. You just need your own. Yeah. And like now you have all the books under your belt officially. So when you go back and you'll be like a magic master. Yep. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Hopefully. Yeah. (laughs) I'm well, if you go if you go to LeakyCon, we can all just do magic and drink butterbeer and just have a merry old time. It'll be great. Eat yes. butterbeer ice cream. I can't wait. Yeah. It's the best. That would be so fun. It's so good. <laughs> all right. Megan, you are up first with the first question. So listeners, these are all from you, and I give you credit for all of them. So the first question comes from Beverly. And she asks, considering this is a young adult fiction series, what elements, themes, or moments do you feel are beyond the young adult audience? Oh, gosh. I don't know. 
reading this as an adult, I guess, gives me a different perspective on the series. But what instantly comes to mind, and here comes my Jurassic Park nerdiness, but if kids can pronounce big words like Tyrannosaurus Rex, they can pronounce other big words, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like kids today are exposed to so much more than I ever was growing up. Um, And I think as long as they have an appropriate to discuss the elements and themes within the series, that nothing is really off limits for them. I completely agree with that. I like that. Because, I mean, we read these, uh, we all read these when we were, like, around 10, 11, right? Well, at least the first. Right. Mm-hmm. What, um, like, yeah. three or four? Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I mean, I know that the earlier books are much more tame, but still, like, growing four. up, there's there's some heavy stuff, and, like, it's kind of nice to have been exposed to that, because you kind of get it in a different way, and then hopefully you have someone mm-hmm. else to ask about it, to open up these conversations, to talk about it more. But I think it's a good, it's a good step in for kids. Yeah. Well, and like Katie and I have talked before, it's like she and I fell for every single one of Joe's traps. Like she, she told me Snape was bad. So guess what? Snape's (laughs) bad up until the last (laughs) minute. So like, and then going back, you know, I wasn't really... uh, I wasn't really like a let me think outside the box kind of a kid. So I wasn't figuring these things out along the way. So I guess if they just kind of sweep through it, they're not really thinking deeper about it. So it is more appropriate for a young adult audience. You know what I mean? And then it's definitely for adults. (laughs) Yeah. Go for it, Kate. It's my turn. Sorry. All right. This is from Morgan. So what changes did you like and dislike from the book? to the movie i really disliked dobby not being in the movies more and all of the elves more they're so huge in the book and peeves peeves wasn't even in the movie (laughs) (laughs) right well i can't get over that we will tell you they did film peeves for the first one and who was the actor he just passed away, didn't he? British actor. Shoot, I can't uh, remember, but can't it was a very, very popular British comedian. <clears throat> well, they filmed him. Um, Chris Rankin told us this uh, in his interview, and it just looked horrendous. Like, it just didn't visually come across good at all. But he's so good. Like, Ickle firsties. I, I say that to my first graders and they don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. Um, his name is Rick Mayall. Mayall. Rick Mayall. About six years ago. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like super recent. Mm-mm. My bad. But Apologies yeah, all they like just didn't peeve. have what? He looks like a peeve. He does. They he just does. didn't have the technology to do peeves mm-hmm. properly back then. But they did the ghost. I mean, like, look at Grop. Mm. But they did the ghosts. They did the ghosts, but, like, the ghosts... I know they're different, but... I don't know. I accept no excuses. I get it. Like, like I get it, but I don't, you know? (laughs) Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I mean, when you have something that you love, like, honestly, I still, like, try to just separate, 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 but it is what it is. You, uh, you like Dobby a lot, then? I do love Dobby. Yeah. How did you feel about his role in Seven? 
Um, I don't know. I just love him overall. And I'm sad that he's not in the movies anymore or in the books. Like I'm sad that he, he, you know, passes away. Yeah. It's a pretty, um, it's a pretty brave way to go. Like he seriously like loved Harry so much. Oh, Mm -hmm. my phone heard seriously and thought I said, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Anywho. Okay. You ready for me? So this is from Brandy. And it says, what was the biggest aspect that they left out of the movies? Oh, man. I think Peeves is a huge part of it. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. There was so much. I can't get over the Whomping Willow and the story behind the Whomping Willow. Because... Mm -hmm. You don't learn that in yeah. the movies. It's just yeah. like, here's this tree. And in the books, you learn everything about it. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. now when we go to Universal, I remember after I read that book and we went to Universal the first time and you're, like, on your back as you go under the Whomping Willow. I was like, oh, my gosh, I know what this means now. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, I can't that. Like, huge for me, just learning. Yeah what that tree is and what it symbolizes and all of that so was the whomping willow in the forbidden journey ride yeah is that what you were talking about yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah. i missed that part she missed most of it you closed your eyes i was barfing (laughs) (laughs) yeah i turned over she's next to me i go do you like it she goes i just threw up i was like oh (laughs) so no (laughs) i yeah yeah Oh, I will. Not, I can't do it again. So if they go really slow, I can. <laughs> we were like, "You'll be fine," and then felt terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I just like. I don't know. To me, it's not a ride that someone would get sick on. But I just don't no, I know could... motion sickness. So I'm I was a bad judge that on that. Yeah, I blame you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, it was it was really it was really bad. I rode Gringotts just fine, uh, rode Hagrid's and had to sit after with my head between my legs, um, but I didn't puke, which was shocking, probably because it was over in like a flash almost, and I was having so much fun. But and there were like screens in front of me, which is probably why I was okay. But yeah, you recovered quicker from that than journey but you also said you didn't get sick on Hagrid's yeah no not on Hagrid's but anyways back to Stephanie so this question is from Hannah do you feel like you miss out as a child and then Hannah says I sure did I don't feel like I did because I kind of experienced it a little bit but being older I feel like I appreciated it more Mm -hmm. it's understandable yeah I yeah, like, like that. I feel like growing up, like, obviously it's been a part of my life since, you know, the dawn of time, but, like, growing up, you love it, and, like, now, yeah, like, I appreciate it more, so, like, that love has, like, a totally different layer to it than it ever has before, especially because we're doing this now, but, yeah, there's just, like, a whole new, whole new layer of appreciation. Mm-hmm. It's like onions. Yeah. <laughs> Potter is like onions. It is. 
So the next question comes from Millie. Is that Millie? Yeah, Millie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of your favorite plot <laughs> twists? Read the first part. She's already read it. <laughs> it was her favorite question. It was. <laughs> are, are you okay? LOL. <laughs> what are some of your favorite plot twists? Meg tried to be nice. <laughs> well, I was like... <laughs> she wrote She wrote me and she was like, the are you okay question. <laughs> and I read that and I was like, I'm not okay. Like, I'm not okay with it. And I'm really <laughs> kind of coming to terms with it, but I'm not okay. And I think that's why it took me... So I finished one through five rather quickly and then I waited three months to read or listen to rather six and seven and I think that's because I wasn't ready mm-hmm. for I, I totally get that mm-hmm. the yeah. end of five yeah. is uh, a heart wrecker it's oh. gonna be interesting this time around because we I haven't read that book in so long because it is such a heart like and I didn't cry um reading the books the first time until I got to the seventh one um and I've already cried rereading them, so. At multiple points. <laughs> and then yeah. again, just talking about it. So uh-huh. we cry a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, goodness. All right, um, next question. The next part of that question, also from Millie, is what do you think about Snape? I love Snape. <laughs> like, and I didn't realize, so I went into this just with like no outside opinions of characters or anything, right? So I just read it for me and just fell in love with the characters that I fell in love with and all of that. And I remember sharing that I finished the book and somebody was like, how do you feel about Snape? And they, I was like, I love Snape. Like, I don't agree, maybe not agree with all of his choices, but in the end, I feel like he's team good guy. Mm-hmm. And this person was just like, how dare you? Like, he's such uh-huh. a bad guy. And I was just like, wait a minute, like, there's different teams? Like, I didn't know that it was this serious. (laughs) But I love Snape. He's probably my favorite, one of my favorite characters. That's awesome. Yeah, there's, um, people will, like, fight tooth and nail on Snape and and all of that. It gets, it gets, like, pretty heated. And so... (laughs) But yeah, I I agree with you saying that like you don't agree with all of his choices, but in the end, yeah, he was on the good side. So I'm definitely 100% with you there. All right, from Lorna, like Lorna Dune. Those are good cookies. (laughs) I'm jealous of your name. Uh, (laughs) Such a Hufflepuff thing to say. It really is. Food. Where? Always. All right, guys, whatever. So uh, what characters <laughs> what characters do you think should have been included in the films? Uh, I'm going to stick with Peeves. I mean, I know we already talked about it, but I feel like Peeves and the house elves and Creature was only in it mm. for a little bit, but he had such a big part in the book. So I feel like he should have been in the last Three. one. They weren't yeah. even going to put him in it at all. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. She movie... had to be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Kate. Go ahead, Kate. Movie five was coming out, and they were like, they weren't gonna include him. And she, uh, J.K. Rowling was like, oh, you might want to think about including him, or you're gonna have a really hard time come book seven of explaining everything. And they're yeah. like, okay. So that's why he's like so minimally in five. Mm-hmm. Which is outrageous because yeah. he looked completely fine. His role was 
essential in five too. And it like, it just drives me crazy. But like, how did you feel Stephanie when he came running out with Regulus's locket on his chest at the battle? I just, I love creature. I think he's probably like my second favorite character, even though like, He's kind of like Snape. Like, you think he's a bad guy, and then in the end, he's, like, a good guy. He just wanted love, and mm-hmm. Harry gave that to him, and he just, I I just, I love him. I love Creature. From Carly, who is your favorite character, and why? Oh, I kind of already said this. I, Snape is my favorite, I think, and Creature's up there, too. I just, and I love Dobby. Dobby's my favorite, too. I just love, I don't know. <laughs> I like that. I feel like we don't hear... Creature yes. being a lot of people's like favorites, um, yeah. but he's such a great character. I personally, between the house cells, I would say I like him more than Dobby. Same. I feel like I'm more really? of a creature than a Dobby. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't, I don't know. I like him. I like them both pretty equal. <laughs> I think I like Creature better too. I don't know. He's just I like his character arc better, just because like Dobby is Dobby. Like he's good. He's yeah, right. You know, yeah. but like creature, he's like has redemption, and, and I like that. Yeah, he's mysterious. Everybody yes. loves that that comeback story, you know. Yeah. Well, really, with creature, it just shows you, and I mean, kind of with that. Da- uh, I don't know because we don't see Dobby's house, like how he is at home. But with creature, you yeah. see the evolution of someone being treated with kindness, and how that literally literally changes his whole world. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, and then yeah. it turns changes like how he's treating other people yeah mm-hmm. yeah which is a good thing to learn um and then also from carly what is your Ooh, i like this question <laughs> i love book three and four and i think it was because i learned so much about just the series in those two books and i it just all started making sense to me and those, like, all of the pieces just started fitting, and that I, I love those books, those mm-hmm. two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Katie's favorites, three. Yeah, <laughs> three, yeah, because, like, everything just starts making these crazy connections all the way back to the first book, and you're just like, whoa, wait, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. I like yeah. four a lot more now, reading it as an adult, than I did Agreed. as a kid, too. I mean, like, Same. when I was younger, I would mm-hmm. always say four was my least favorite, and I don't know... I, like I'm, I'm not really sure why, honestly, because reading it again, I was like, "Dang, that's a good book." Dang. <laughs> <laughs> like, why <laughs> for me? If part of it was because I didn't like the movie, I think that yeah. may have partially been it. Because, like, I tend to. Yeah. We all I get don't oversaturated. With yeah, the I oversaturated mm-hmm. myself with some of them. I mean, literally, like in college, they would just be on every day in the background. Every yes. day. <laughs> yes. So. Yeah. Well, and you don't really hear a lot of people saying four, but four is so crucial. It is like literally the turning point mm-hmm. for the entire series. And I just wonder why more people, myself included, don't say four. Yeah. It's just thoughts to think, you know what I mean? Okay, from Brianna, what was your biggest shock to read that you hadn't expected? Oh, man, there's so many. Uh, but still, like, the Whomping Willow. Like, that is the one <laughs> that I keep coming back to that I cannot get over. I yeah. have 
such an appreciation for the Whomping Willow because of the books. I just, I never thought about it before, you know, watching the movies, you're just like, oh, there's the tree. Like, it's just there. <laughs> and then you read the books and you're like, holy buckets, like the Whomping Willow. Yeah. <laughs> there's so much story to it. And you don't learn that in, in the movies. So I, I really wasn't expecting to learn anything about the tree, but you know, right. that, that is the one thing that I, like, I cannot forget out of the whole series. I'm like the Whomping Willow. Yeah. Go um, I think that that speaks volumes to how much they missed the mark in Prisoner of Azkaban because I, like, for the movie, I mean, um, because, like, that was one of mine and Katie's biggest things is that, like, you literally learn nothing about the Marauders in the movies, and, like, you don't mm-hmm. even, you honestly, like, you don't even know that that is James and Remus like, like you don't. That connection yeah. never happens. You don't you're even, like, yeah. why? And it, like, I guess I didn't really think about it because, like, I knew watching the movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just knew. Mm-hmm. But then, like, listening to somebody, like my mom hadn't read three, and she just watched the movie, and she's like, I just like don't get some of it. And then I was like, <laughs> Well, like, what don't you get? And she's like, Well, what is the Marauders? And I'm like, Oh my god, you're right. They don't talk about it. Like, yeah. what the even heck? with five. Yeah, like, I was so excited because that was my favorite. I mean, it is my favorite book. So like going in to see the movie, and they like, they it's like they, it's like they edited the whole thing down to like thirty seconds of like wisps of nothing that you right, see yeah. nothing, you get nothing. Yeah, um, you lose. And it's like I, I obviously <laughs> someone that read the books and grew up watching books to movies was like expecting to not see everything I wanted, but I'm like, that's such a huge, a huge thing. And they just, I don't know. They didn't do it right. <laughs> In my <laughs> professional opinion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's I have why. a lot of feelings about the movies, but like I said, yeah. you gotta try really, really hard to not. I just But like people them. are like, would you watch hours and hours worth of like every little line written? And I'm like, yeah, I Make would. Make a show. <laughs> thousand percent like i would love for it to be a tv show yeah yeah so going going into this question again because i i I think i brought it up in our private messages but like the end of seven in the movies is so different than the end of seven in the book (laughs) especially with harry and Voldemort circling each other. It's so critical. And he's Harry's telling Voldemort everything. And why Voldemort's going to lose. He's calling him Tom. When it's finally over. Voldemort's dead body is there. And they shove him in like a little corner or whatever. And it's so good. And he's human. Right? But Voldy bits happens in the movies. Yeah. So I was like, it was so, it was almost anticlimactic to see. And I just wonder like what people think who hadn't read the books. It's like, oh, that's what happens when you die. No, he was mortal. You know what I mean? It's just, I have a lot of feelings. Seven is actually like the last movie is actually my favorite movie. Is it really really part two? (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is my favorite 
And I don't know if it's because everybody's coming together and you're just like, oh my gosh. Like, mm-hmm. But I I agree. Like, it, And it also goes back to like what they didn't talk about, right? Like the biggest shocks. And mm-hmm. so seven, or the last part two is, is my favorite movie. But I'll also say though that I didn't connect all of the pieces before I just felt like it was like here's 30 seconds here's a minute here's 30 seconds like different places mm-hmm. but then when I read the book and I'm thinking about the movie at the same time I'm like oh like that's what that is or that's who that is or why he's there and it makes it makes so much more sense but they left so much out mm-hmm. especially in the last movie I feel like they really left so much out yeah yeah, that one hurts me because Seven's my favorite book, <laughs> which I think is why I have so much beef with it. <laughs> I think um, my my favorite movie has to be the first one because it's just so much closer. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's pretty close. It's not my favorite movie, but it's just so magical. You're like first introduced Diagonally. to everything, and yeah. Yeah. Hagrid taking Harry. Ugh, I don't know. It's just so good. Yeah. I mean, Hagrid's in all the movies, so that makes it great. <laughs> True. True. Okay. The next question is also from Brianna. What parts of the plot made more sense to you after reading the books in their entirety? Your biggest O oh moment. All of it. I mean, <laughs> all of it. Um, so like I said, the Whomping Willow was a super crazy O moment. And then the Deathly Hallows, mm. the mm. whole thing was just like, whoo, like mind blown. All of these pieces make sense. It's just everything. Like I thought, <laughs> y'all are going to laugh at me because I read the movie. Like I watched the movies first. Like I thought that I knew what was happening, like <laughs> the series. And then I watched the books. So I was like, girl, you had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> But now it, it like just all of it. It just all makes sense, and it's so woven into each other from the first to the last. And it just how she wrote it, it just blows my mind. Like it's just amazing, and I have such a deeper appreciation for the books now, even the movies too. But and just the Wizarding World as a whole, just after reading the books. Yeah. Um, Brianna has another question. Brianna, you're on a roll. Uh, she wants to know um, something that stood out as more emotional to read than to see in its movie form. Ooh. So Snape's whole chapter in The, the Last Book. Tale. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I listened to it twice so that I made sure that I heard like all of it. Just his yes. feelings toward Lily and how much he cared and like how all of that wove into how he treated Harry and how he helped mm-hmm. Dumbledore and why he did like just his whole story meant so much more to me in the books than it did in the movies. Yeah. Because they don't I go that deep in that. you know, in, in the movies. They're just like, Oh, here they Lily and Snape are as kids and they're friends and then James comes and then now they're not friends anymore. <laughs> like, right. Basically what it's like, but in the movies it's, or in the books, it's so different. And it, mm-hmm. just, it meant so much more when I read it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Just hearing you talk about it, like makes me want to go and just read seven again. <laughs> yeah. And I've like already read it. There. 
<laughs> I've already read it twice this year, so I'm like, I just want to go back. Yeah. But I, I, I absolutely agree with you like that whole chapter like you it doesn't get any kind of justice in the movies and yet it is still so emotional and when he says look at me goodness i was crying so hard but like yeah in in the books and he says you finally got like the deep meaning of always yeah this is my favorite <laughs> <laughs> Okay, from Carly, what class sounds the best? Magical creatures with Hagrid. I mean, anything Hagrid teaches, like, I'm there. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Anything, sign me up. I want to see Hagrid teach divination. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that'd be so funny. Here, have some uh, fire whiskey. And then we'll talk. He's like that, and then like throw a rock cake on the floor, and then make predictions from where the bits land. I was gonna say that he would bring rock cakes because he heard that they were reading tea leaves. That's so funny. That is funny. Goodness, is it me? Yeah, it is. Yes. It is. Okay. I'm the Gryffindor. I'm the other Gryffindor. <laughs> So which, this is from Lisa, which death hits you the most? It was different in the movies versus the books, and it's still the same. Like, after re-watching all of the movies after I finished the books. So in the movies, Sirius's death hits me the hardest. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because of how Daniel Radcliffe, like, his scream. I don't know what, but that whole scene just, like, it just gets me. But in the books, it's a hundred percent Snape. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. It just it just lets you know how Voldemort literally no one is close to him. No one. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Everybody can be killed. It's it's not it's yeah. not a big deal to him. Go ahead, Meg. That um, Sirius's death in the movies. Yes, th- I was going to say this is just one of the most. Like, it literally gives me chills watching that scene. Seeing Remus holding Harry back. Because, like, imagine how Remus is feeling at that moment, too. Like, that's yeah. one of his best. Right. That's his last, like, best friend, right? And, yeah. And, <laughs> and then, like, he has to also watch Harry lose another father figure. And it's just, like, yeah. this massive like quadruple whammy of like horrible things happening all at once and it the way that it's filmed Mm -hmm. how it slows down like the slow motion and the silent scream and the the music and it's just like it is one of i think that it's the best scene in all of the movies best filmed scene in all of the movies i would agree with that 100 Mm percent yeah it's just done so well I think the silence factor is what makes it so yeah. much. Like, if Harry were to act, if yeah. were to hear his scream, it would be gut gut wrenching. But like, not. But like, uh, it leaves it all up to imagination. And I feel and like that feel must it more. be what Harry is feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just mm-hmm. silence. Just it's like, emptiness. Mm-hmm. It's nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, he feels empty, and he feels so empty and so horrible that he can produce like, Crucio, you know, like yeah. Like, Harry, like, the epitome of, like, good and love 
can produce Crucio on Bellatrix because that's how angry he feels about this. Like, it's Probably just so powerful. He meant it. You have to mean them, Pata, right? Yeah, so right. he really meant for I her to, to feel pain. Yeah. 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 That's some intense feelings. It's going to be rough when we get there. Oh, I don't even. It's going to be bad. We'll just cry for an hour and just post that as the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, though, like, because Tiffany's like, I'm going to start to cry. And I'm like, no, I'm also going to start to cry. So it's going to be just, a cry fest. Just talking about it is so emotional. Like, I feel like yeah. I'm already, like, super emotional at the moment. But, like, just talking about how deep these characters are and how they feel about each other and relating them to real life people, like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not the emotional range of a teaspoon. I'll say that. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, are you okay? <laughs> <clears throat> my wine's trying to kill me. <clears throat> <laughs> um. So the next question comes from Ashley. How did it meet your expectations? Honestly, having watched the movies first and having been at, you know, Universal Orlando and I had even been to Universal Hollywood. Um, Orlando is a thousand times better, but anyway, <laughs> just, I just, I just, I don't even know. Like I didn't have this expectation. I was just like, it's going to be the books and I'm going to be able to say that I read them. And yeah, like that, I just kind of brushed it off. Like, I guess it was like a chore, but they just like far exceeded every expectation that I never even knew that I had for them. Like far exceeded them in ways I never, like I never could have expected them to be this powerful to me. It's it's crazy. Super crazy. It just brings such a huge smile to my face to see <laughs> other people like falling in love with something that I love. And we're like, yeah, come on in. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're my people. Yeah. 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 I yeah. love finding like more of your tribe, you know? <laughs> mm. Like there's really something to like, even like say you're at the grocery store and like you see someone yes. else wearing house merch. And like, if I happen to also be wearing it, you get this connection. It's really brief and it's short and there's nothing really there like too much like I won't be like oh hey what's up awesome you know but you just have like that moment yeah yeah, of like you know what's up you acknowledge each other (laughs) and you just know (laughs) you You know yeah you know know. (laughs) I love that Katie thanks um this next one's from Tony did anything you read or watched give you a new mindset about something or made you want to be a better person moving forward Mm-hmm. The so before I had read the books, I knew about the connection with J.K. Rowling and the Dementors, and like I knew kind of what they meant in her world and what they meant in Harry Potter world in terms of the movies. So getting to read about them and see read more description about them um, was really powerful for me especially having been diagnosed with anxiety you know three years ago and then getting to read it I'm just like oh my gosh like it's so accurate the description of the Dementors so it just you know it gives me I pride myself on 
you know, um, being like a huge mental health advocate for people and just saying like you never know what somebody else is going through, even as cliche as that sounds, but this just gives me such a deeper appreciation for that. Like you really don't. And I, I, I don't know. It's just that, that whole thing with the Dementors is just, it has a special place in my heart for what it means to her and to be able to put it in this book and it means something and just has a life of its own. It's just, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she wrote this series through some of like the darkest times in her life. And, Mm -hmm. and it just shows you, I don't know. It's just, there's just, there's a, there's a beauty in her healing that I absolutely love. So like, not only did she give us a tool to like process Mm -hmm. your depression or like how you're feeling, but she also, she also gave us the tools of how to like rectify that. So like you you get rid of it through your happiness and your mindset and by eating right. chocolate and right. by eating chocolate. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's clutch. Yeah. Well, I mean like go ahead. she probably never realized that like and and maybe it's different just cuz we have our our own like community of people our swishers and everything that like because of Harry Potter we now have this amazing community that when we're having, you know, the days that are bad, like we, they turn to Harry Potter, they turn to us, they turn to each other. Um, and it's all because of the books. You know what I mean? It's like amazing in and of itself. Yeah. Well, like that scene where, um, this isn't even Dementors, but it kind of relates like when Harry's possessed and, um, he's kind of losing the battle, but then he thinks of Ron and Hermione and that starts breaking him out. Like just having that support system, Mm. Whether it's your significant other or a best friend or a parent or our, an online community, like it's so important. Mm-hmm. That's why I think that the fifth movie is the best movie. <laughs> <laughs> Meg will fight that to the death. <laughs> so Everyone knows she's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I love the book. I just don't think it did it justice. Like there's just too much stuff that didn't need to be in there. That's just my pepper and opinion. <laughs> it's just artistically beautiful. That's what I love about Five. Artistically, it's a beautiful film. Yeah, beautiful. I, I, and there's I think, no one denying that. It's I think just, that it's I David. Need more content. I think it's David Yates' best film. But he also had the scissors there a little bit too much, just like he always does, and he cut out too much stuff. Yeah. I would say that it needs more tomatoes. Yeah. Get sure. out. I cannot do this with you today. <laughs> but speaking of the fifth movie slash book, and this is from Brandon, how much do you despise Dolores Umbridge? I mean, I named my anxiety after her, so. <laughs> that's a good name. I remember Tiffany telling me about that. I was like, that's perfect. Yeah. It, it is. Yeah. Like, Dolores. Knock it off. I Dolores. I oh she's upstairs. My husband actually surprised me after I had named her. So we collect like the Funko Pops too, and I have all the Jurassic Park ones, and we like hide them around the house for each other to find. It's super fun. <laughs> I love. So it. he actually was like, "I got you a present," and I was like, "Oh gosh, like what did you get me?" And it was a Dolores Funko Pop, and he was like, "It's for you to use as." basically a voodoo doll for when your inner Dolores is being nasty. So I have put her in the ice box. I've drowned her in sink water. 
I've thrown her down the stairs and I've made her walk across Legos because that hurts like no other. So, yeah. I think <laughs> the, I like the day hard. you the day you put her in the freezer, I was like, yes, mm-hmm. get her in there and leave her for a while. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like, a, honestly, like a great tool because, like, I'm someone that suffers from, like, horrible anxiety. So, like, just having something tangible to be like, this is not happening today. Like, you can go sit in the icebox for a while. Bye. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I love it. All right. So, moving on to not Dolores Jane Umbridge <laughs> from Samantha. Did you get a deeper meaning from the books? Probably opposed to the movies, I would guess. Yes. The movies and the books. Like, I just learned so much more. Like, the Whomping Willow Tree. Like, I cannot get over it. Like, I cannot. But, yes, so much more meaning. Yeah. Um, From Kendall, did it live up to the hype? I think it exceeded the hype because... Like, I had seen the movies. Like I said, I had seen the movies. I had been to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, and I, like thought that I knew <laughs> so then to read the book and then be so sad to finish them I was just like wow this like meant so much more to me than I ever thought that it would you know yeah, yeah. for sure uh, from Harmony do you regret watching the movies before reading the books no some people say that they do. Like, that's how I, I refused to read the books. And then my dad was like, let's just go see the movie. And he had to drag me there. And then after that, I devoured the books. But yeah. some people, like, they're like, oh, man, I wish I would have, like, had my own visual representation of the trio or whoever. But I still got that with later books because they were still coming out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still, like, I read the first, however many were out before the first movie came out like that summer, but I still had their faces in my head when I like would read them. Anyways. Because they had like announced that they were the actors or whatever. But even like, cause I, it came out like what, November, right? November yeah. 20, I was going to say 2001. That sounds 2001. stupid. Um, <laughs> 2001. And I had only started reading them like July of that year. Like I'd started the first one, like, you know, a year and a half or whatever before and then never finished it. And I repicked it back. That's not right. I picked it back up that July um, before the movie. So I read them pretty close to when it came out. And then I saw the movie when it came out. And then, I don't know, I've always pictured them in my head-ish. You know? Feel <gasps> Awkward pause. <laughs> it's your turn, Sasa. Are you oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, no wonder I was like, why is no one talking? And then it did freeze, so. <laughs> okay. Um, Is that Tiana? Is that how I would say that name? I think so. Tiana. Okay. Wait, be careful how you answer this question. I just want to throw that <laughs> out there. <laughs> okay. Um, Tiana asks, what do you think of the Slytherin and Hufflepuff houses? I'm, I'm really indifferent. Uh, my husband's a Hufflepuff, so... But I... They make you feel like Slytherin is, like, the bad house. Yep. But I don't mm-hmm. I don't see it that way. It's just, you know... 
because of Draco Malfoy and I'll get into like that whole thing and how I feel about that in one of the next questions. But yeah, I don't, I don't think poorly of any of any of the houses. Good answer. That's a great answer. (laughs) (laughs) I disagree. I think Slytherins are the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Megan in particular, she's just jealous about the hairy potato. I can't (laughs) get hairy potato on Instagram. Stephanie, is that like, what is it? What are they called? Effects? Have you seen the potato one? Like, which potato are you? Okay, it's ridiculous, first of all. The secondly, there's one that's a Harry Potter one, and they call it a Harry Tato, and Megan can't get it. <laughs> I've literally, I've literally tried for weeks. She's like, actually mad Like, this it. isn't just, like, a couple tries. I mean, like, weeks, and I still haven't gotten it. I, I'm i going to throw a party when I get it. It was, it was fun at first, but now she just gets really upset. <laughs> I've gotten it twice. <laughs> oh, hold on. Maybe I'll get it right now. I'm going to show you what it does. Oh, what my it God. Does. I'm going to be so mad if you get it. Well, today. I'm going to be so do. Today mad. I did it. Okay, good. You, it, it goes away. Sad. Meg was got, like, oh, Sarah got it. And I was like, yeah, she got it the other day when we were recording together. She's like, oh, she got it twice. <laughs> <laughs> I got evil Tato just now. Oh, Tato. Man. I got very get? sad Tato. I don't like that one. <laughs> I could probably name all of them because I've gotten literally all of them except Harry Potato. <laughs> you I've know that you can stop it early. But that's not, but like that's cheating. <laughs> not, not to say that you would do this, but I would not be surprised if you did it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try. All right, we're recording right now, and I'm trying this again. Maybe I'll get it live on an episode. I got mine live on an episode. <laughs> what would you do, Harry Tato? Harry <sighs> Tato. I got Cat Tato. That's amazing. <laughs> I got Mermaid Tato. Yep, I've we gotten that. Probably one. get back to this episode. Oh <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Continuing on. Okay. Oh, I like this question a lot. So from Crystal, she asks, what is your fondest moment? So I kind of took this question as a whole. And after I finished each book, I would watch the movie afterwards before I would read the next book. So I kind of built that tradition into like my Harry Potter journey, which was really cool. So just to be able to read the book and think, oh my gosh, like all of these things happened and I had no idea. And then to watch the movie and then be angry about it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just all those different moments and feelings after reading the book and then getting to watch the movie, like the day after or two days after. Yeah. It was really, really cool. That is a cool thing to be able to do. Like those are, those are everybody who goes through this series has like specific things that are like, really cool about it so like us growing up like we got to be a part of like all the midnight releases and and whatever and that was our special thing and then people like stephanie who have everything already at their fingertips get to read it that way and that's also really cool so like every generation that goes through this like has a special way of reading it or can have a special way of Mm -hmm. reading it and i like that a lot that's really cool all right, the next question comes from Vinny. 
How did the themes of the books resonate with you? Um, so I kind of answered this one already. And I said, said, overall, the power of choice was super prevalent throughout all of the books for me. Um, but most especially when it comes to Draco, and this kind of goes back to the last question, how I feel about the different houses. But as the movies progress, you know, in the first couple of movies, he's like super proud to be like who he is and where he comes from. But then as the movies progress, and even in the books, you can see that he's kind of struggling with these choices that he has to make, especially when it comes to having to kill Dumbledore, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, just kind of, from my perspective, feeling like he's he's being forced into doing these because of the family that he was born into and the choices that his mom and dad made. Yes. But then even then, there's, so there's Harry in the first book who made the conscious choice to not be friends with Draco. So... You know, I think that, that that power of choice spoke to me the most. And I think that that's a great message for kids, too, that you have the power to choose. You, you know, you just have to take control and, and choose. It is our choices that show us who we truly are far more than our abilities. Albus, liked- Percival, Wolfric, <laughs> Brian, Dumbledore. <laughs> I also like, too, that you see characters that, you know, with Snape, he... Um, wasn't always the nicest person. Then he became a death leader, all those things. And then he ch- like changed. Some people might not agree, whatever, but um, you know, it, it can also show you that like you can change even when you are older, you don't have to like stick with who you are when you were a kid. Yep. Right. You can teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought of that theme before and I really love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The power of choice is very, I go. feel like I kind of always go to power being a theme and love mm-hmm. being a theme in these yeah. books, like yeah. more than choice. But I like choice a yeah. lot. Do you know what I always go to is um, having understanding and acceptance of people who are different from you. Mm. Mostly yeah. thinking of Remus and his condition as a werewolf. And how that related to um, a person having AIDS and the way that they were treated mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. back when, when that was in its full-blown entirety. And I uh, – was there a study done or was it just an article that was written about kids who read Harry Potter are generally, like, better people? Because they do have – it, it teaches study. them. It teaches them understanding of people who aren't like you. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 what I really um, gained from this book. But I love that you brought up the choice theme. So good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, From Maria, how soon will you do a full reread? (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. I feel like I still need to recover from reading it the first time. Yep, but. I will reread it. I didn't think about that like after because on Instagram mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, I just finished it. Now what do I do? Like I felt like my world was, like the whole world was over and people were just like, well, reread it. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess I can do that. So <laughs> it will it will go, but I don't know when I'm still recovering from, from finishing it the first time. Yeah, that's fair. That's completely fair. <laughs> I'm not usually a person that can reread books. These are some of the only books that I've actually reread. Mm-hmm. Um, now, how do I say this name? Tamina? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. From Tamina, were you oversaturated with the movies? So when you were reading the books, you saw characters and places as portrayed in the movies, 
Or did you still have your imagination? Which characters or places did you see different in your inner eye? Because I had watched the movies first and I had seen all of them, I, obviously I pictured them in the books as the portrayal of the movies here and there with different things. Like Dolores Umbridge's description in the book does not fit the character that they chose, although she does a great job of being Dolores. Yeah. Um, but the description doesn't fit. So for some of them, I it was a mixture of both. Um, the biggest place that I imagine completely different was Trelawney's class in the book because of how they got to the classroom mm-hmm. and I was just like I never imagined like how they got there I never put two and two together mm-hmm. you know until I read the books like it was I completely imagined that so differently than what the movies portrayed yeah I think that's interesting that you say that because now that I think about it it's like when you read it you like know exactly how they like, get there and stuff Mm-hmm. Like in the movies, it's just like, oh, they're there. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think that um, what I still struggle with the most, because it did change in the movies, is the way that the Hogwarts grounds are set out. Mm. And when they go to like herbology or care of magical creatures, like in the earlier movies, it's like, yeah, it's like a slanted like hill down. And then you get to three and it's like, it's like drops off. <laughs> Yeah, but that's because they had someone change, right? Like directors or something, and they changed like the whole they set. Did. So that's yeah. for me why I did not like when I first saw the third movie. I was so used to the set and like seeing it how it was portrayed in the first two. Yeah, that I immediately was like, "This is different. I don't like it." And then it ended up being one of my favorite movies. It went from Christopher Columbus to David Yates, right? No, yeah. Alfonso Cuarón, the Curran. third. Mike. Knew- the- Go ahead. Uh, it was Christopher Columbus for one and two, Alfonso Cuaron for three, Mike Newell for four, and then David Yates for five, six, seven, and eight. Goodness gracious, you're all over the map. How are you going to have the any... real fan? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you asked. Sorry. I did ask. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, if you change dir- directors that much, correct? They're directors. So it's like, right. how can anything, like, sew together? You know what I mean? Mm. It's like you've got different stitches all over the place. Mm. It kind of doesn't flow, especially the the darkness of three. Yeah. When you get to three. Uh, like, the whole aesthetic changed. You think about it. Yeah, I like sure. the darkness. I just... I just don't know how well Christopher Columbus would have done on the later films. Like, I love him as an actor, but all of the movies that he does are pretty lighthearted. What? I mean, director. director. Yeah, what did I say? Actor. Actor. Oh, sorry. I was yeah, like, director. oh, was he acting? I'm like, what was he in? No. <laughs> all the movies he directs are pretty lighthearted and, like, family films, and I can't see him directing, like, four I could maybe have seen three, but like four is kind of dark. And then like, it just goes from there and it's just like, not his thing, that type of film. I mean, like he did like home alone, <laughs> you know I mean? Like it's like funny, lighthearted, mm, perfect adults. for one and two. Like two was pretty dark for him. I feel like, you know? Yeah. I hear you. I don't know. I get why they did the different directors but alfonso i don't know i feel like they should have made the direction to 
darker, a little more gradual instead of just like chamber prisoner, like just completely different looks, everything like just in a snap different. They don't even have to wear robes anymore. Yeah, no robes, just outfits. They just wear clothes everywhere. No big deal. Yeah, that that drove me a little bananas. But Hermione's in a hoodie. I never really paid attention to it. I'm not either. Uh, where are the black hats? That's all <laughs> I want to know. Right? <laughs> I mean, on the list. <laughs> Dragonhide gloves. Once. I saw them once in Herbology. But anyway, so the next question is from Julianne. <laughs> And she asks, what surprised you the most that was left out of the movies? How much Dobby was left, like, was in the books. Like, he lived at Hogwarts. Like, he worked at Hogwarts, and you don't ever learn that. And just his whole story and the house elves, because you never hear about, like, Winky or any of them. And then, like, it's a creature at the end. Um, I can't even with Creature. Like, he really is one of my favorites, but he, they just, he needed to be in the movies more. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you a advocate of SPEW? <laughs> Spew! I feel like um, you need to be. You got a lot of house self love. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've never really thought about it, to be honest, but probably. That's a tough I mean, question, though. That is, because they, there's so much pushback from the elves that they don't mm-hmm. want to do it, because, I mean, it's yeah. like all they're used to, but, like, completely for, like, freeing them. Like, you see Dobby free, and he's like, yeah. Right. <laughs> you know? And, and yeah, I mean, probably. I mean, yeah. they totally skip out of Dobby's role in four, especially when he gives the gillyweed to Harry before the second task. Oh, real. Yeah. For real. Neville does it, because I remember reading the book. And four is my least favorite movie, but I love the book. And I remember mm-hmm. reading the book and then watching the movie. And I was like, but Dobby's not in this movie. How did they do that? <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, Neville. Like, that's not how, that's not how this works. That didn't happen like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it just, yeah. Hurts your soul a little bit. It was yeah. cheaper to have yeah. Matthew Lewis do it. <laughs> <laughs> Because they totally had a limited budget on these films. Oh, right. Especially by (laughs) Look at her sip tea on that. You don't have billions of dollars. Goodness. All right. (laughs) From Hannah. What? (laughs) This is a loaded question. What do you plan to do next? I said this in terms of like what I plan on reading next. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I did download the audiobook for Fantastic Beast, so I am going to listen to that. Hmm. But I've also heard really good things about the Percy Jackson series. I've never seen those movies either. Yeah. Like I've not. So I'm going to read the book and kind of do the opposite of what I did with Harry Potter. But I heard good things about that series. So that. But then, like in life with Harry Potter, <laughs> like obviously plan our next trip to Orlando after this whole ordeal and they open back up. So yeah, yeah, same, yeah, <laughs> same, yeah. same for sure. I I have a question for you. Oh. Um, yeah, mine's kind of mine's controversial, and I just thought of okay. it. 
Uh, do you have any plans on seeing or reading Cursed Child? Yes. I'm going to read it. I have it. Read. I bought it. Yeah. Um, but I haven't yet. Let me let me just tell you my experience without spoiling a single thing. Um, I read it first and loathed it. I saw it on it's Broadway fun. and loved it. And now I am a fan. And I think so that's... The plan that's, is I want to read it and then my reward for reading it will go <laughs> see it on Broadway. And that's fair too. Yeah. Don't let yeah. the reading deter you from seeing because yeah. it's two totally yeah. different yeah. experiences. It, it is. It's definitely meant to be seen, Mm -hmm. but I understand why she released the book just for, like, exposure purposes, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely meant to be visually seen. Uh, Has that been spoiled for you at all? Cursed Child? No. No. I just know that his kids, right? Like, the kids that go to Mm -hmm. Hogwarts, that's that's all that I know. I know nothing else. Yeah. About except for that. Strapping. So. That gets me so excited. I know. <laughs> I, I will say I I didn't really read it. I had read when it came out. I read spoilers online because I'm very much like um. He's the worst. I, <laughs> literally, like when the last book came out, we went to the midnight like not showing of the book, but like release. Um, I read the epilogue while my friends were waiting in line to get their book. Like, that's the type of person I am. So I read the ending before I, but so I read what happened with Cursed Child. And then when we started this, I was like, well, I'm like, I should get it because we're going to read all these books. We're going to talk about it. And then we're going to end up doing Cursed Child. Um, and then I never finished it because I was like, I got like stuck. And then when I saw it, um, not that this is anything, but I cried a lot. (laughs) Oh, Oh, a lot. Yeah. But I, I cry at everything, so. <laughs> Blood, sweat, and tears went into that show for sure. <laughs> but many people hate it. So yeah. it. I, but everyone, yeah. everyone yeah. that I've known that has read it and then didn't like it and then saw it liked it. Yeah, yeah. it's got to like you have to see it. Yeah. It's just unfortunate that like not everyone. It's expensive yeah. and it's not everywhere. And we were lucky, right? Yeah, yeah we we sure. were really lucky to be able to go and to see it and to get tickets. That weren't that? expensive. They were two, well, two years ago bucks, now. Right? Is that right? A, a year. A year ago. A year. That's crazy. It was a and year. A, a year and a few months. It was last. Oh, wow. February. Last February. A year. Oh a year wow. And a month. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Time flies. It's, it seems like forever ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Stephanie, I want to just give you a huge thank you for joining us tonight. This has been so much fun, and it's just like it's just so much fun to pick your brain. And we could go on <laughs> for hours picking your brain about this, but we'll let you go. But now that you've finished, what is one word to sum up your feelings on Potter? That's tough. One word. Woo. That is. I didn't even Ooh. read this. Oh, my like, God. No, I know I'm one for you. So... Oh. You already said it before. Yeah, it's perfect for you. Okay, go. No, you got to figure it out yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That's your journey, not mine. Um, Katie, I'm so not (laughs) Um, I just, I feel so many emotions about it. I'm sad right now that it's over. Um, 
that's where I am right now. I'm still kind of like mourning the the end of mm, the I book. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I've joined this like huge community. I feel like like I joined this huge community of people who've like read the books. Like I feel like can be in the in crowd now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I get it. I understand it. So that also makes me really happy and really excited at the same time. I like that. Katie, I need you to give her the word and be a Hufflepuff, yeah, please. I know how I feel, too. <laughs> Tell her how she feels. <laughs> Your word should be always. Aww. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Right? That's good, Kate. You're in it to win it now. You can't let it go. <laughs> no. No. All right. You're going to no. get it ta- tattooed, right? I, yes. <laughs> When I so the other half of you know when I bought the books and I was like oh you gotta read them so once I finished them I said that I would get a Harry Potter inspired tattoo so mm-hmm. and that's the one that always sticks in my mind is always get a whomping willow oh yeah get just a, a huge <laughs> on my back. Like, yeah. no get the chapter art of the whomping willow oh that's actually a good idea. pretty cool cat rat and dog yeah book three I'm pretty sure that's oh, the one it is yeah. That'd be cool. So Megan. That would be huge. Did you get it again? And I she got hate it again. you. <laughs> oh my god. I when I did it, you got, when everybody started talking again and then I did it again, I got Elsa Tato. Like what the heck? It hates me. <laughs> I told you she's legit, man. I'm doing it again. Katie, do you have a joke? Oh, my God, yes. So to keep Stephanie in the loop, um, Tiffany, a while ago, got me an unofficial Harry Potter joke book, and I promised our listeners that I would read a joke after the end of every episode. I forgot, but now I'm bringing it back, so you get to be a part of this. What would you get? Sad Tato. (laughs) You are. I know. You are a sad Tato. All right, let's see. All right, how about this one? All right, who are the best Quidditch flyers? The ones who are the most nimbus. But um, but um, you like you like check it off. You like yelp. <laughs> There's so many. Gotcha. Such a dad joke. I love it. This whole book is just my life. So. <laughs> the whole book is dad jokes. It's yeah. great. <laughs> All right. You can find us on social media on Facebook at Swish and Flick Podcast. We also have a Facebook group called Swish and Flick Podcast Group. Very original name. We're on Twitter at Swish Flick Cast and on Instagram at Swish Flick Cast. Your hosts, myself and Katie, are on Twitter and Instagram at The Petrus Family. Tiffany is on Twitter at TiffSwish underscore Flick. And Sarah is on Instagram at O'Malley with three H's. Yes. I'm thinking I'm changing my Instagram name to Harry Potato. Just rub I'm just kidding. I won't do that. Just rub it in. Just like I mean, I have picture. I have gotten Harry Potato three times. I'm Dang. just saying. 
Well, in case anyone needs a reminder, I've gotten it zero times. So (laughs) we love doing stories on Instagram and we tend to go live before episodes. So make sure that you turn on alerts so that you can join us live. I just spilled my water. No big deal. If you love this podcast and want to support us uh, and be a part of it, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast. We have different levels where you can donate to us monthly, starting at $2 and up to $25. And each different level gives you different things, such as access to our Discord channel, access to the Felix files, and access to our Phoenix Plus boxes. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's yeah. good stuff so stephanie plug your stuff so me stephanie i am on instagram at mrs b's corner and i share teacher life real life and job mom life of my two children's book stars at jackson and zoe yes. oh. and we do you want to um tell us just a smidge about your books Oh my goodness. My books are about my two dogs. They're the characters in the books. Jackson is a chocolate lab and Zoe is a wiener dog. And they are for real two peas in a pod. Like (laughs) could not be the more opposite, but like the same dog. And the first book is about Jackson and him being brave. So Zoe teaches him how to be brave. And then the second book is about Zoe getting bullied at school and Jackson stands up to the bully and helps out his sister. Oh my god. I love that. I bought bought the first book and it's just like it's a little bit much for my daughter since she's only one and a half but she loves (laughs) the dogs on the front so she loves the woof woof so we'll be reading that when she you know gets a little bit older but we do have it for our (laughs) home library. Oh thank you. Okay. Well, thank you again for joining us. This was so much fun. And I hope this brought um, some light to everyone's week. And I hope that this brought a smile and or a laugh for you in our much needed time right now. Okay. So that concludes this bonus episode. Thank you so much for listening and don't let the muggles get you down. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.